Hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up? This is Lou Ford here, and it's time for Coffee in a Car Ride. I'm in my ride, I got my Java in hand, and I'm ready to cruise. So pour yourself a cup, jump in the passenger seat, and come for a ride. It's Coffee in a Car Ride. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? This is Lou Ford here, back for another episode of a Coffee in a Car Ride. It's my podcast, where I drive around with a cup of coffee. Rant about things that piss me off, you know, current events and all that. And uh, this episode, I want to start off by asking if, you know, hypothetically, obviously nobody can answer this damn question to me right now, but who here knows what jungle juice is? The reason why I'm answering it is well, we are going to get to that in a moment. But for anyone who doesn't fully understand, jungle juice is kind of like this big, like, con- multi alcoholic beverage concoction. Usually it has like fruit punch or something like that with several, several, several different alcoholic, you know, beverages added in to kind of like this big punch, this big just bowl or, you know, bottle, gallon, whatever you want to call it, bucket of just like mat of just like mashup of just different liquors that have all been kind of like flavored up and sweetens with, you know, sweet juice of some kind, whether it be, you know, Hawaiian punch, whether it be orange juice, whatever. It's the whole point is that it's just trop it's basically it's typically supposed to be tropical. This actually comes from the idea jungle juice actually comes from the idea apparently my understanding of the definition here, just to make it clear, this is something that the GIs in World War Two would do in the Pacific. You know, where they would kind of mix up whatever alcohol they had with, like, you know, fruits and juices or whatever, you know, that they had around, plus adding, you know, extra things from, like, the jungle or whatever that was, you know, available to them in order to kind of make some, you know, a concoction that they could, you know, kind of drink and have fun with. Now, the reason why I bring this up is that because, you know, kind of a recent development. But, see, my experience with jungle juice was kind of (laughs) terrible in that... When I first, you know, started drinking, started experimenting drinking, and, you know, I have addiction issues and all that, and so, you know, but when I first started drinking and experimenting, you know, I was, I was a young kid, you know, end of middle school, maybe beginning of high school, you know, I, I, I couldn't really take, you know, handle the taste of just, like, hard liquor as is, tried one time, you know, you know, not a good mix, you know, just kind of, like, upheaved it right up, you know, upchucked. You know, that right up, you know, my stomach basically evicted it the same way that it came in, evicted it the way out. Uh, but this one time, you know, me and my friends, you know, had this idea that, hey, you know, we got all this flavored, you know, juice. And we have, you know, you know, my friend uh, whose parents, he had, you know, he came from a family, a family that had some money. You know, they had a liquor cabinet. So they had all this, you know, you know tequila, all this, you know vodka, you know, some grain alcohol apparently or whatever. It was all right there and it was all stuff that they could just add in and they had all this juice and this, that, and the other. They could really kind of put something together and we kind of figured, hey, we could really make something that would be like nice to taste, be fun to drink, you know, wasn't going to make us gag. You know, we'd we'd be alright. You know, we'd be okay. Um, You know, really it was just basically nothing more than, let's be real here, a lighter fluid with cherry flavor uh, but, you know, at the time, it seemed like a great idea. But I just remember, you know, we drank this thing, this concoction that we had just, like, paint somehow, like, haphazardly, you know, just kind of thrown together with, you know, 
<laughs> with the joy, with the idea in mind that you know this was going to be the you know the funnest time that we had ever had, ever you know ever you know just me and my two other friends you know that was it just us you know Travis and and Dan you know that was it that's all we were going to do you know we this is going to be the best time of our lives, and we drank this thing and I swear to you not. You know, it, like it tasted great when it first went down, but then once it hit my belly, it was it was like the entire thing was like on fire. It was like my entire lining from the from the lining inside and then back out was on fire. And I swear after like after I'd had like these two small kind of like cups of it, <laughs> like I, I was you know, I felt it coming. You know, you like feel it coming and you're like it's like it's coming and you're trying to get like you know to the you know to the bathroom. I'm already drunk and I'm like stumbling along and I'm like, you know, my feet somehow like can't get traction, so I'm like on like the kitchen floor and like I'm sliding and I'm like, you know, I'm like a cat, you know, or a dog when you know with two with their claws, you know, two long claws or just kinda like skidding along. Yeah. One of those kind of deals and I'm like going try to get into the bathroom. And as I'm getting ready to to vomit and all that, I can like I feel it and it's going, you know, I feel it. And it's like, and I swear at that exact moment, I thought I was actually going to see my shoes in the toilet. My fucking shoes, because my language, we're going to be in the toilet. No, no joke. I honestly thought that. I thought I, thought, I, thought I was going to see my shoes and my feet, my pant legs, only in the toilet. Now, as stupid as off-topic as you know that may be, and pointless as that whole story may be, the reason why I bring it up is because we're still dealing with an epidemic right now. It's the opioid epidemic. And the reason why this problem is so much worse here is because a recent article that was released by like NPR basically explained to us that 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 uh, during a recent kind of like meeting here, and I'm going to pull it up just to give the exact explanation here. So that way we have this here. So I'll hold on here. Basically, the gist is that during is is that during a uh, during a very recent. Let's see here. Hold on here. I got this here. Okay. So basically what it is is that is that researchers this NPR article came out recently that I read. Uh what's it called? And basically it's uh discusses how the title of the article is overdose death surge and pandemic as more drugs were laced with fentanyl. The point of this whole thing, and this is where I'm getting to the whole idea of jungle juice and this whole kind of conundrum that we have here, is is that recently researchers have gathered together and you know to, for a conference, you know, in terms of like addiction and what's you know kind of going on, whatever, and it's basically kind of been revealed that there have been a lot more overdose deaths that have been attributed to fentanyl and all that because of the fact that dealers are not just adding fentanyl to just opioids anymore. Not just they're just not adding it to heroin anymore. They're not just selling it as is. All that 
It's not just the pills or the heroin now. It's you know, not just it's not just just the straight fentanyl anymore now. Now they're adding it to coke. Now people are buying are buying drugs that they believe are one thing and are not. And we've always had that problem. We've always had that whole like you know that whole like little game of mystery of where you're not really sure exactly what you're gonna get. Kind of it's kind of if you're an act that's kind of the fun of it to a degree too. Is that you don't know what you're gonna get. Each bag's a whole new bag, a whole new journey, a whole new trip. But the point here is is that. Is is that more and more drugs are being kind of committed with what I like to call, not like to call, what I call this whole like jungle juice kind of setup or scenario or conundrum of where dealers are taking a whole bunch of shit, just a grab bag of shit, just adding it all together and just saying, hey, you know, fentanyl is addictive. Hey, we can get somebody hooked on that. We can get somebody hooked on by golly gee, we've got somebody who's going to keep on coming back. So Coke, they're supposed to get you, now has fentanyl in it. So somebody who's snorting coke may inadvertently die, not because of a coke overdose, but because of a fentanyl overdose, because fentanyl's been put into it. Because the dealers are just mixing this shit up, and they just don't really care. So, what the point here is, is that this is this this exposes an already huge problem. We've had a problem with this, you know, arguably in terms of, I'm just talking about in terms of what we deem right now as being like the opioid epidemic and all that. We've had this thing going on for a long time, but this thing has kind of been, as I would describe it right now, is more kind of like, okay, but it's like this. Everybody in the world, uh, like I'm not knowing, I don't know the exact numbers here, so let me rephrase that. A large portion of people in in the world, in our society, let's say, let's just say 75%. I had to get the exact numbers. Don't quote me on this, but I do know this to be true. Many people in the world, in society, you know that, have the herpes, have the herpes virus. The point is, is, is that it never shows and it never really comes out because for the most part, their immune system has been able to basically keep it subdued and keep it in submission. So it's not really a problem. So it's not really an issue. And my point in bringing this up is, is, is that, is, is that, not saying that the epidemic ever went away, but there was a point before the pandemic of where there was some light at the end of the tunnel to a degree of where it was kind of like some things were starting to show as though, you know, like there was going to be some changes that are going to be made. You know, some awareness was there. There was some focus on this and all that. And then the pandemic came. And then the once kind of like arrested, arrested to a degree, somewhat affliction that was this opioid epidemic then ballooned. Because no attention was really being paid on it. And more and more people were ODing, were ODing, were, were dying. Now, granted, this does also touch on other issues such as, you know, the effects of isolation, mental illness, you know, uh, you know, the lack of, you know, the lockdown, the effect that lockdowns have had on mental illness and, you know, and the, you know, and how, again, isolation and being alone can really affect someone, you know. The whole, you know, misinformation, the stress, everything that was going on in the world, how that affected people who had, who weren't able to connect with others, you know, in ways that they were used to do it or in ways that were very effective. The effects of, you know, that, the drug that it showed in terms of the ballooning of the, of the overdoses and the use of drugs is also important to note that. In this study and in this in this most recent after this most recent conference, you know overdoses and and you know and all that on stimulants like methamphetamines that may not have had 
anything added to it. We're also all, you know, up and high again. We're also we're on the rise. But the the fact of the matter is that this is what we have is an issue here is that we have this thing that has now ballooned even worse. We have like 80, 80, it was like 80 to 88,000 people who've died just during this pandemic, during this like year, year and a half, whatever of lockdowns due, due to, you know, due to this already ongoing epidemic that hasn't, hasn't been enough, I don't believe, focus taken on or hasn't been enough done in order to deal with it correctly. 8,000 ballooned because instead everything went to not just the pandemic, but the bullshit arguments of whether or not we should wear masks and, you know, and uh, geez, the vaccine really just going to be a way for the new world order to chip us. Rather than focusing on the fact that people are not only dying, not only from the pandemic and all that, but also from the consequences of this entire thing. That's something to put your coffee. That's something to put in your coffee and drink. So until next time, this is Lou Ford saying peace. Hey, thanks for listening. Do you have any thoughts or feelings, ideas, comments about my topics, my guests? If you do, hit me up. You can catch me on Twitter at Papa Homebound. Until next time, peace. Coffee in a Car Ride is brought to you by Anchor, the app that makes creating and distributing a podcast easy. And also by, of course, coffee. So uh, thanks for listening and all that. You know, uh, like, subscribe, you know, comment, whatever. And also don't forget to uh, check out my blog, White Bicycle Review. Is whitebicyclereview.blogspot.com. Check that out. You know to get more, to get some articles about politics and uh, you know other issue, other current issues and all that. You know, check it out. And thank you again. Until next time, move forward.